0: the blaze radio network on demand this is pure opelka with mike opelka only on the blaze radio network
1: it is a free for all friday here and we are coming to you live from freedom fest the 10th edition of freedom fest in las vegas nevada I, you guys know the phone number, 888-900-3393. You know the Twitter account, at StuntBrain. But I have to, I got to jump right into it today because things are on fire here. Uh, not just the heat outside, where it's going to be about 102,000 degrees today. It is 102 today. That's the forecast. But I walk in, and there's a huge line in the hallway, and which happens at these events, because people, big names are here, signing books, meeting people, etc., and it is the biggest line I've seen here so far for our friend, Dinesh D'Souza, and he's got like six minutes to hang out with us, so thank you for sparing us the time. Good morning, Hey, Dinesh. it's a pleasure. Nice to be on. It's morning here in Las Vegas. It's noon on the East Coast, so I'm sorry, people. Deal with my brain today. You, I'm, I'm excited, and here's the weird thing. I can't say too much about The Big Lie, your new book that's coming out on the 31st, is it?
0: Yeah, at the end of this month, it'll be available everywhere.
1: This is fantastic. And just from the things, what can we say about The Big well, Lie? Well,
0: one thing you can say, which is kind of cool, is for the first time, I figured out a way for people to get autographed books. And that is if they go <laughs> if they go to bigliebook.com, you can do that. So you can order a book. You'll get a signed copy from me in the mail. I've never been figured out how to do that before. Generally, you'd have to come stand in line at Barnes & Noble if I'm yeah. doing a signing. But this is a way to get a book online, BigLieBook.com.
1: That, that's very cool. But now we got to give them a little tease about the book because you said to me, and you've done some amazing work in investigative reporting on things that your, your jaw drops when you read about what the Clintons did to America and how they used this nation as their own piggy bank and so many other scandals and stories. But you said this is the, could be the biggest bombshell you've ever had.
0: Well, it is because it goes into the most incendiary topic of Western civilization, which is who are the real fascists? Who are the neo-Nazis of our time? Now, as you know, ever since Trump got elected, the general trope, the meta story has been that Trump is a fascist. The GOP is the party of Nazism. The conservatives, fascist party. Yeah. And so all of this got me thinking because, see, a lot of the lawless behavior of the left is licensed by this. They feel like they're fighting Hitler in the 1930s. And so it's okay to block speakers on campus. It's okay to disrupt the inauguration. It's okay to mount this coup effort against Trump because, gee, you know, we're fighting the fascists and we should do it by any means necessary. So all of this got me into a kind of digging expedition into the heart of fascism, you might say, and the heart of Nazism. And I've come up with all kinds of stuff that's going to turn your hair on end. Uh, and I'm about to release it, and it's going to cause a big stir because ultimately, um, ultimately it turns the tables in a very big way on the left.
1: This is, I, I, I was looking for an August book. Glenn has given us four books that we have to read this summer. I've got one to go. I'm looking for an August book, and I think I've got it now coming out on the 31st of this month. Dinesh D'Souza's The Big Lie, exposing the Nazi roots of the American left. I think you, if you want to know more, you can go to Dinesh's website, which is DineshD'Souza.com or TheBigLie.com. This, I'm really excited about this. Now, you spoke this morning. Do you have any other speaking happening today? Wait. No. no uh, let's talk about last night. Yeah. I almost forgot because I missed this. You debated Saul Alinsky's son?
0: Well, I was scheduled to debate Saul Alinsky's son, David, on the Alinsky legacy. And part of what I was arguing is the whole destructive legacy that we see now with the Democratic Party. You know, this is so different than the old Democrats, uh, Truman or JFK, even Carter. Uh, Who did that? Well, it was Alinsky, the guy who shaped both Hillary and Obama. So not only does Alinsky's son show up, but his sidekick is the head of the Alinsky Foundation. So it turns out to be two against one. Dinesh against the two Alinskyites. Wow. And it was pretty feisty. I enjoyed it. But and, uh, and <laughs> well, you enjoy a good verbal battle. I do. I do. I, uh, I know in, personal, in person I'm not confrontational, uh, but uh, in public I enjoy a good debate.
1: I, and I appreciate your debating. And this, if you missed it, if you weren't here like I wasn't, you have to do what I did or will do again in depth, go to C-SPAN,
0: because C-SPAN
1: recorded the whole thing.
0: Right. Now, I don't know if they've broadcasted yet. You know how they are. They'll record it, and then they'll show it oh. a little bit later. So look for it. It'll be out there uh, on C-SPAN and then probably later on the web. Um, but it was a fun debate, and it, it got to the heart, I think, of where this gangster strain in the Democratic Party was born.
1: It truly, truly was in my hometown, Chicago, and I, I get embarrassed by that all the time. Uh, and so that was last night. Before I let you go, anything else out there today? Are you speaking anymore at Freedom Fest? No,
0: I'm done with my agenda at Freedom Fest. We're just doing a little bit of stuff. My wife Debbie's here with me. She's actually going to do an interview on uh, about Venezuela, her home country, which oh, is in wow. a mess. Uh, A case study of socialism gone amok and probably the best example of socialism in our time. So for the young Bernie guys out there, you know, if you want to see what socialism looks like, long food lines, you can't buy basic stuff in the store, you can't get proper medical supplies, people are losing weight due to the sort of starvation diet, it's
1: horrible. Well, yeah, when pets become a food source, it shows you that the government's got really bad ideas and not, it's going worse is my my only assessment, no, nobody seems to be able to stand in the middle of all that and realize, hey, what we're doing is wrong. we got to stop it. Instead, they're just panicking. So we, I, we've
0: got to remember, too, that Jimmy Carter, Sean Penn, yeah. all these guys, Oliver Stone, Obama, Hillary, they all were, uh, they were aficionados of Hugo Chavez. Now, a lot of those guys have gone dead silent yeah. since the, the, the riots and since the large public protests, but they, they helped make it happen.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm so with you. So, uh, Debbie, Dinesh, thank you so much for always fighting for freedom and liberty. And thanks for carving out this time today. I appreciate it so a pl- much. A pleasure, as always. Take care, my friends. Okay, bye. God bless. Uh, the book is called The Big Lie, Exposing the Nazi Roots of the American Left. How secret is it? I couldn't even get a copy. I ordered mine online. So I, I have to wait till the 31st to see it. Uh, we We are here in Las Vegas we are here with thousands of people who are here because of freedom because of the concept of freedom and and the fact that we need to be aware of how fragile freedom is can we go back to that original clip from uh... from the opening can we play that fifteen seconds of ronald reagan talking about freedom
0: we've got to do a better job of getting across that america is freedom, freedom of speech freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise, and freedom is special and rare. It's fragile. It needs production.
1: It's so, so spot on accurate that freedom needs protection. And that's, that's kind of why I got, I got off my butt and got here to Las Vegas today to be a part of this. This was not something we said, hey, let's go, let's go have a presence at Freedom Fest. This is something that was a choice for me, and so that's why I'm here. And if you want to join the conversation today, you are welcome to. Of course, we're going to talk about what's been going on in uh, in Washington and what's going on in the world, and I have some weird news today. And we are expecting to get Billy Halliwell on the phone today for our um, weekly Faith Lift as we try and, try and focus a little bit on, on how we should guard and protect our spiritual side as well as everything else we're doing. Uh, plus, as I wandered the halls of Freedom Fest before the show this morning, I found uh, Matt Kibbe and his wife Terry Kibbe are here with a group called Free the People. We, uh, we might get them on today. Uh, we have the president of Liberland, Wit Yedlichka, is here. I ran into the president last night I expect him to stop by today. And just around the corner, uh, a, guy, a guy who says that he is the, the one who can bring a Republican back to the governor's office in the state of New York. And as, as somebody who is—well, um, he, he's not a Republican, he's a libertarian—but as someone who can bring conservative principles back to the governor's office in the state of New York— so at the bottom of the hour, we're we're going to meet Larry Sharp. This this next two and a half hours on Pure Pelka should be filled with discussion of liberty, freedom. You're going to meet some characters, and you're you're going. But there's one specially California. I, I have to put the alert out to my, our friends in California. Uh, the uh, the middle of the second hour, California, you're going to want to listen because uh, a man who has designs on becoming a senator for the state of California, is going to be joining us. And um, I I may not be able—once he starts talking, I may not be able to stop him. I'm just saying. uh, It's—in our pre-interview, I almost couldn't stop him. But you'll see. A a lot to do today, a lot to discuss today, and we'll get into it uh, with more freedom discussions from Ronald Reagan next on Pure Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Old Pelka. It is uh, a different sound today, if you've noticed, as we are, we are live from Freedom Fest in Las Vegas, Nevada. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to freedomfest.com. You can see what's going on here. There are speakers happening all day today and tomorrow. As a matter of fact, our friend, the, the president of Liberland, Wit Jedlichka, is speaking tomorrow afternoon. And I believe he's going to come by today and tell us some of the exciting things that have been happening in Liberland since his last visit to this program, because he was with us. Uh, and at the bottom of the hours, I said, we are going to connect with a gentleman who's decided that it's time to have a conservatarian, a libertarian, in the Governor's mansion in New York, and we'll talk to him. Uh, there, there may be a few other surprises but I have, to, I have to cover some of the news out there. Yesterday, I saw this story at the end of the day and I thought, oh man, what, what are people in, in Hollywood and entertainment doing? What are they doing? Who's advising them? Singer Lana Del Rey says she will no longer incorporate the American flag in her, in her shows. She's no longer going to put the red, white, and blue, the stars and stripes in her shows. Why? Why? Because she's uncomfortable. She says that as long as Donald Trump is the president, she's going to be uncomfortable. Are you kidding me? Do you think, do you think any conservatives put down the American flag after Barack Obama was elected? No. No. No, they didn't. She told Pitchfork. Yeah, there's an interview with somebody called Pitchfork, right? It is certainly uncomfortable. I definitely changed my visuals on tour videos. I'm not going to have the American flag waving while I'm singing Born to Die. It's not going to happen. I'd rather have static. I'm in a transitional period and I'm super aware of that. Good for you. She went on to say, I think it would be inappropriate to be in France with an American flag. It would feel weird to me now. It didn't feel weird in 2013. So let's just, let's just understand what that means. I, I, she's, first of all, she's saying she's in a transitional period. I, I'm, I'm wondering if that means she's transitioning. Of course, she's not. I'm kidding. But she says she's in a transitional period. But to say that it would be weird... And inappropriate to have an American flag in France on stage? Really? Is that really what you think? Should should the president of the United States have taken the American flag down when he was standing at the press conference with uh, President Macron? Should that have happened? She said things were better under Barack Obama's administration because according to Ms. Del Rey, quote, at least... Everyone I knew felt safe. It was a good time. We were on the up and up. Close quote. So everyone you knew felt safe? This goes right to the heart of the argument about the snowflakes. This goes right to the absolute center of the bullseye on the argument against the snowflake generation and the theory that safety and comfort will lead them to a better life. They don't get it, they don't understand. It's the grain of sand that irritates the inside of the oyster that forces the creation of the pearl. It is the pressure on the coal that makes the diamond. It is all of these things that we have stopped teaching children. We have stopped teaching them that hard work, practice, 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 repetition, Sticking to something that's difficult but is right will lead to a better way. Lana Del Rey, I I couldn't pick you out of a lineup. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at your picture. If if uh, Caitlyn Jenner had a younger daughter, I think it might kind of look like you in the photo that I'm looking at on the Independent Journal Review. And that's not any kind of a slam. It's just my, my analysis. So I, I'm... I'm sorry, it's, it's really bizarre. I know it's true. I shouldn't be saying that. But just look at... I will tweet out a link to this story. Uh, our friends at IJ Review are the ones who came up with this uh, and, and put this, uh, this warning from Lana Del Rey not performing with American flags because Donald Trump is president. I, I just don't understand it. And I wonder if Ms. Del Rey would feel any differently if she spent six months or so living outside of America in a country that doesn't have the freedoms she has. In, in a, a nation that doesn't allow women to live and work the way America allows her to live and work. In, in, in every way equal to every other person. But she should go to a place where She's not allowed to be as free. When I wear an American flag outside of this country, it is to spread the message of freedom and liberty. It is to let people know that this is the best place. This is the absolute shining city on the hill that, that Ronald Reagan told us about. So I, I feel bad for Lana Del Rey. I feel bad, actually, for her manager, who's going to get the phone calls about this who's going to get the tweets who's going to get the request for interviews to have her explain I, and if I had a bazillion dollars I would send as many American flags as I could to Lana Del Rey's office wherever it is alright mini rant over about Lana Del Rey back to back to topics du jour uh, do you really do you really think that uh, Donald Trump? I mean, you know, I'm going to hold this topic because we do have an interview just around the corner. Uh, let's transition back to uh, our millennials. Lana Del Rey, I have uh, breaking news for you. Just, uh, and this is kind of perfect. Air France, speaking of Lana Del Rey and, and the French world, Air France announced yesterday. It's going to launch a new airline called June, J-O-O-N, a brand new airline geared for, everyone ready? Millennials. Yes, June, J-O-O-N, which will launch um, in France, and it is targeting people born after 1980, aimed at young working clientele those whose lifestyles revolve around digital technology. Now, what are they going to do? Is Air France going to deny me a seat on June if I want to I fly it? The company said they have more details coming in September, but rest assured, 40-year-olds will also be allowed on board. Oh, good. Will they be the hall monitors for the plane? I guess this is going to be a safe space in the air. I can't wait to hear more about the details. They say the uniforms are going to be a a real break from airline tradition. Flight attendants will sport a hipster casual design, complete with ankle pants and white button sneakers, as well as blazers with rolled up sleeves. Oh my God. Remember when an airline used to be about getting you there in comfort at a good price and occasionally with some decent food? No, now it's about putting hipsters in the aisles. A millennial airline. God help us. June? Not for me. No thanks. I'll support American planes with American flags. We're going to meet a libertarian candidate for governor of New York next. From Freedom Fest, Michael Pelka on Puro Pelka on The Blaze Radio Network.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka
1: with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka live from Freedom Fest 10. If, uh, if you're coming here, I expect you to come by the registration area. And at the end of the very registration area line, we have set up the Blaze Radio booth. So uh, we're kind of seeing who's coming in and who's coming out. So far, William Shatner has not appeared. Uh, I'm thinking he's going to beam himself in. I don't think he's going to stop by, but if he does... If he does, we will uh, we will grab him and try and talk to him. Believe it or not, I've interviewed William Shatner before, so this is not a reach. And he's quite an interesting guy. He's a bit of a bon vivant, as you might expect, equestrian, wine, all that stuff. And I think he's a secret libertarian. And speaking of libertarian, somebody who is not a, liber- a secret but is a libertarian is our, our next guest, a gentleman named Larry Sharp. Larry is... Um, is going to try and, I guess it's a Don Quixote-like effort to take down the, the giants of New York in the political game. First of all, welcome
2: to the program. Thank Larry. you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go David Goliath, not Don Quixote, because I, I actually want to win. So okay, good. I'm gonna go that route instead. Well, you only need one rock, right? That's correct. Yes, but something to realize this is important for you people who think New York is, uh, is a lost cause for libertarianism. We were actually ranked 50th by Cato and Freedom. Take that, California. So we have actually, uh, <laughs> we've actually won. We are at the bottom of the barrel. And if we are able to actually do anything and to bring any freedom to New York State, it shows the rest of the nation that they have a real chance. They have a real opportunity here. The advantage that I have is Cuomo right now, who is our governor, Andrew yep. Cuomo, King Cuomo. King Andrew actually is at his lowest approval ratings he's ever been at. Yeah. And not one Republican has stepped up to fight him yet. Right now, it is just me against Cuomo. See,
1: this is the mystery to me. And as a guy who just left New York, technically, mm-hmm. we had property in New York until May 5th. Good time and, to actually sell. Well, I think so. Yes. Not everybody agrees with me, but mm-hmm. I think it's it's always... Uh, well, we discussed this before. You mm-hmm. never go broke taking a profit. Absolutely. So we got out also because... There was a sense of frustration Mm -hmm. among conservatives in New York. Yes. And uh, I'm not a party member. I'm a conservatarian. Mm -hmm. I lean libertarian more than anything. But Mm -hmm. it's conservatism that drives me to everything. Sure. So
2: we were outnumbered five to one on the island of Manhattan. You've hit it exactly right. This is why no Republican has stepped up, because they know they can't win. Yeah. The sad part in New York is if you run as Republican as governor right now, this is not 20 years ago when a Republican had a chance. Yeah, this doesn't exist. The state's too blue. They're just a sacrificial lamb. The wasted vote in New York is the Republican vote. The libertarian vote is a chance for someone that, who actually has both the Democratic and Republican values that both of the parties in, in the state have lost. We actually retain them. We actually care about small government. We care about small business. We care about less taxes. We don't want New York State people who own property to believe that they really just rent it from New York State because the taxes are so high. That's kind of how we felt. Yes. And that's a common problem. That has to change. At the same time, we don't want to, we don't want to be in your pocketbook. But we also don't want to be in your bedroom either. So no. we, we are in that, that values that New Yorkers actually want, but they feel, like you do, frustrated and helpless.
1: And it, it, the frustration and helplessness was born from three decades of trying to fight the system. Absolutely. You know, we, we kept up what we thought was a, a vigilant and, and attentive and really thoughtful battle to try and bring conservatives, conservatism to people in New York. And at the core of it was telling them, ultimately, it may be hard to do this, But you'll be able to go farther, you'll be freer, you'll be able to do more, and to steal Matt Kibbe's book. We kept telling him, it's all about don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. stuff. Absolutely, yes. And and, and there it is. We're talking to Larry Sharp. And if you want to know more about Larry Sharp, he's larrysharp.com is his website. E at the end
2: of Sharp. E makes it special. Oh, sorry, I forgot about that. Yes, that's right. Larry Sharp with an E.
1: Larry Sharp with an E, sharp with dot an com, and uh, Larry's a libertarian candidate running against um, King Cuomo, as you call yes, him. King I, Andrew, I, I have uh, I have other
2: terms for. That. I'm trying to be nice. A, you know? Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's a family G- network. G-rated. That's it's not a, yes. the Manson family. It's an actual
1: <laughs> family network. Your chances, mm-hmm. you you as you said, David and Goliath in yes. your own terms. I think it's about. Taking on the, um, the approach that Zell Miller used to take. Mm-hmm. Zell Miller, the late, I remember. the late Blue Dog Democrat Absolutely. from Georgia. If mm-hmm. people don't know about Zell Miller, you should. He was he was kind of able to capture votes mm-hmm. as a Democrat in a state with a lot of conservatives yep. by, by not preaching party, but
2: preaching principles and ideas. Absolutely. There's and, something else you want to produce, outcomes. Oh, uh, very important. Yes, we want to we want to preach the outcome because the reality of it is many people, conservative or liberal, in their heart actually want the same outcome. They just have a very different way of thinking it should happen, right? The right. average Democrat thinks the only answer is government force. Yeah, They believe that's the only answer. If we can show them you can still have happiness, you can still have life, liberty, pursuit of happiness without having the government to force it, things change right we can make them we can get them to get i like zell i, I read his book he wrote a book in the 90s i think yeah, it was yeah it was a great I, book Absolutely, i read his book so i totally agree with you it, it, he he had the right idea this is what we can do in new york it can't happen but most important thing for us it's going to sound terrible Is raising money yeah now luckily I'm, i happen to be very lucky I, For for living i'm a i'm a consultant i spend time you know with businesses and i don't mind asking for money in fact i've only been running <laughs> for nine days and we're on target for raising a hundred thousand dollars in the first month Wow. Yes, we are rocking and rolling. Cash is not is gonna be something we can do, we can make. If we can raise a million dollars in the first in this first year by January one, we'll be able to raise five by the next year and we got a shot at winning. If people know who I am and know that I'm a New Yorker, born and raised in New York City, if they know that I care about upstate and I want that connection between rural and urban, if the rest of the country realizes that the ten big problems in New York State Every state has at least three of them. We have urban versus rural, gun rights in the, in the rural versus gun rights right. in the city. We have blue versus red. We have connection of the, of the urban and rural areas. We have those same things. We have fear, fear of change, fear of, fear of terrorism, fear of government. All the fear coming up, which makes us do bad things. When you add that together in New York, people will see it and they'll begin to change. We can turn New York from, from blue to yellow.
1: Well, I, I would love to see New York turn from blue to anything <laughs> yes, a, at this yes. point. And, and that's, that's uh, honestly, I spent many great years in my life in New York, and I actually managed the city as, mm-hmm. as you can, it, being a guy who was born there. You understand, you can live in New York and enjoy New York if you actually understand the city. Right. But it became, from a government standpoint, once de Blasio got in, it truly became a socialist state. Absolutely,
2: and, and and eagerly, happily.
1: Yeah, and that's the interesting thing to me, and that's the the dilemma. I ask you, Larry Sharp, with mm-hmm. an E, uh, candidate for governor in New York State as a libertarian. How do you even get enough votes? to make that happen. I know yes. Upstate, I think mm-hmm. Upstate you have a chance because Upstate, mm-hmm. they're independent thinkers. The sheep are all on that island mm-hmm. and there's millions of them.
2: 8.5 million. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct, lots how, of them. How yes. do you
1: get into their heads yeah. and their
2: hearts? It's, it's a good question and it's a tough one, but it can be doable for two reasons. The first thing is, if you speak about outcomes, people can hear you, right? That's the number one. But next people know me in New York. I mean, I'm a businessman. Here. People do know who I am. So that's helpful and it will help spread the word. But there's another piece, and that is I can raise money and raise awareness from outside of my state. Being a libertarian in this year, 2017, 2018, there's a lot of libertarians throughout the country who have no one else to help, no one to promote, no one to give money to. Right. If you're a Democrat or a Republican, there's someone in your state you can give money to or support. But there may not be a libertarian. So you can actually, I can get money. Most of my money I've raised already is from out of my state. And is that because the party, the central, is there enough of a central
1: libertarian party group that that they can help you on that level. It's a
2: network, and you have to get into the right libertarian networks. And are we'll you there? I am. That's why I'm here okay. to make sure. I mean, look again. I I I uh, literally announced seven days ago, and I'm here already with the booth and the team. Yeah, I'm I, already here. I'm making. I, I bugged you. I tracked you down, right? So yes, <laughs> absolutely. I'm getting into the networks now. That's why I'm starting a year and a half out. I can't win this thing tomorrow. I've yeah. got to win it over the course of eighteen months. So that's why I'm starting now. I'm serious in this. And there's another thing to remember. We're a plurality state. If I have three people running, I only need 34% to win. That's true. I don't need 51%. Yeah, 34% can win. This is a this is a winnable, challenging, but winnable race. But there's one thing I want to say that's important. One thing both Trump and Obama both shared, and that was the idea that I can walk in and because I'm so super smart and super cool, I can drain the swamp tomorrow. Both of them made that same mistake. They're wrong. Yeah. I know that when I get there, I'm going to have a house that is against me. But that's okay. I'm a change manager as a living. That's What I do, I get people to change. What I do, I know that a change will take time. So the first year is not gonna be magic. The first year is me doing what an executive can do to stop the drug war, stop enforcing fines and fees, things of that sort to give them a break off the bat. Mm -hmm. But not just that, talk and communicate. Use the bully pulpit to get the people to make the Republicans and Democrats actually espouse the values they talked about actually take action on their values. If you had an active Republican party and a real Democratic party, you'd have some real back and forth and you might have a better state.
1: Well, I think, I think you're going at it from the right point, starting with the results. I can't tell you how, how many times I actually get a clear-eyed response from mm-hmm. someone on the far left when I say, do you want to make the most money you can and yes, keep it? And absolutely. then they go, well, of course I do. Yes. And then I say, okay, here's how you can do it versus the government's way of doing Thank it. Thank you. And so I, I love the results part of it. I, I still have affection, as I said, in my heart for New York and New York State. Mm-hmm. I think upstate... Is the, is the first little piece of snow that rolls down the mountain yeah. and starts the avalanche for
2: Particularly you. Particularly in the, the larger cities up there, uh, Rochester, Buffalo, Rochester Syracuse. is
1: dying to have. Absolutely. And, and, and they value independent thinkers, which Absolutely. is where libertarianism, I think, has a um an advantage over Absolutely. both both parties yes so um Absolutely. I, i'm really excited about this opportunity for you yeah and i and i hope that it, you'll keep us posted as you go through the process of course and uh, we we'd love to keep telling people what's up and i can't wait for the debate i can't yes. wait for you the and the debate King Andrew. Be
2: in october of next year it run by pbs and i will probably be in the debate Fantastic. i actually helped our last candidate in 2014 in that debate so 2018 i'll be there too
1: Good, good. Larry Sharp is his name. He is a libertarian candidate for the uh, gubernatorial position in New York, the governor of New York. You can find out more at with an e, dot e.com. E, Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka.
1: Welcome back. We are live in Las Vegas at Freedom Fest, uh, Freedom Fest 10. Uh, If you see me tweeting it, uh, hashtag FFestX, that's for Freedom Fest 10. And, you know, you just can't look up without seeing somebody you want to talk to. And as we're getting ready to try and get back into some of the news of the day, the news of the day shows up. Representative Thomas Massey from Kentucky's fourth district is walking by, and uh, we wrangled him. So hey, uh, good welcome. To be here. Thank you. I've got a
3: hashtag too. It's hashtag sassy with Massey. So
1: hashtag sassy with Massey. Yeah. My
3: mom told me if you if you can't say something nice, have the decency to be sassy. <laughs> or vague or whatever. Well, I'm, I, yeah. I like the, vague. Yeah. Well, it's you know. Uh, it's sometimes too hard to believe what's going on in Washington, D.C. It is. And you you have to have coping mechanisms for dealing with the dysfunction. So my coping mechanism is amused detachment. In other words, <laughs> I, I, I'm fighting hard every second, but sometimes you got to back up and laugh at how screwed up it is. Oh So yeah. occasionally I poke fun at Washington, D.C., and myself with the Sassy with
1: Massey hashtag. Well, see, I think if you go in, and this was particularly... Um, a number one thing Reagan would do, Reagan would uh, sort sh- of uh, sort of attach uh, any insult to himself first, yeah, you know he talked about going into the press room when he was a, a young reporter and saying, "Stop the chisels." You know, and he would always make fun of his age. Yeah. So you break down, the self-deprecation well, opens up well, your opponent's mind.
3: I, I told Louis Gomert that self-deprecating humor was the best kind and he said, "Oh, I know. I've got a lot of material to work with." <laughs> <laughs> so he doubled down I on self-deprecation. loves Louis Gomert, he is, he is smart, he is funny. And he is another person who has uh, a great sense of humor and keeps it all in perspective.
1: I, I think so. And you know, he's been on the show several times and, and it's good to have you in person on the show, which is very important. What are you doing here? What is up with Thomas Massey leaving the swamp to come to, a, I think, a bigger swamp, Las <laughs> Well, Vegas.
3: it's a different type of swamp. Yeah. Um, Look, I am here today and just like about half an hour, I'm going to do a panel with Senator Mike Lee about criminal justice reform. Wow. This, this is a great issue. Uh, I used to be a, uh, an administrator for a county. In Kentucky, they call it county judge executive. You're not really a judge, but you run the county. Yeah. And our biggest expense next to the roads was the jail. And, you know, the jail has no user fees to pay for itself. <laughs> so it was just this giant sucking sound on the county's budget. And I went over there and talked to uh, the inmates quite frequently. And a lot of them were on work detail. And just to find out the, the things that they were in there for uh, and what we were spending money on to keep them. And, and I, I decided that it was socialism with restrained mobility. That's what incarceration is because so conservatives shouldn't like incarcerating so much of our population. But, uh, you know, we pay for their food. We pay for their housing, clothing, 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 medical, medical, all that. So it's as close as you can get to socialism, but with restrained mobility. And I said, you know, we've got to reduce this. There was one guy in there. He's a Gulf War veteran, a sniper. He was pulling a year. Okay, for flagrant non support, for not being. For child child support. Child support, okay. And that's, you know. I don't, everybody in jail is always innocent, right? They'll sure. tell you that. And I'm not going to talk about, I don't know if he was innocent or not, but here's the fact of the matter. How are we helping his child's situation by putting him in jail for a year where he's not making any money?
1: We're not. We're not. Can you, can you yeah. hang on one second? Yeah, I'm up against a hard wall break. I don't know if you can stay one more little yeah, block. I think so. We yeah. got to do the news and then we're going to okay. come back and talk to Thomas Massey talking about criminal justice reform. I think it's a bridge to get the other side to come work with us. We'll be right back in Pure Opelka.
0: Pure Opelka
1: with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.